At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Man, I'll tell you what, big man. This Duke-North Carolina game starting to get intense over here. Dukey's got off to a big lead. They're up by 11 heading into halftime. I will admit it feels a little clunky. This is the first Saturday without ball to talk about, huh? We're talking hoops over here. We're making the transition as we ramp up towards Super Bowl Sunday. How's everything going in your world, though? Good, man. I just, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little tired, so I, I needed like a little pick-me-up, like a sugar pick-me-up, you know? Okay, yeah. So I would love to have like a king-size candy bar to just, <laughs> to really maybe just like, <laughs> like just boom, like, like just jumpstart me into into the show, but I don't have that. That's a double fail by me because I thought this was going to be the week. I felt it in my bones. It would be the week that I would stop being uh, uh, a back out artist, you know, a welch, whatever you want to call me, for not paying up promptly from our year long NFL you don't care. bet. You don't care. It didn't quite work out. And then the double whammy is. 
we've done a show for a long time. I've gotten to know you pretty well, mm-hmm. and I should have seen that from a mile away. And I'm thinking, what did you stop at Starbucks? Did you have some coffee? Like, what did you have to pick yourself up and get a sugar rush? And of course, you're talking candy bar smack over here. I should have known that was coming. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know what a guy has to do. I mean, the money was good and all, but <laughs> I can't eat the money. You know, uh, yeah, I can eat true. a king size. Hundred grand candy bar, though. Yeah, you could buy a lot of candy bars with that cash. Yeah, from but you. I don't want to go buy a candy bar. Yeah. I, I would like to eat a candy bar that I won. And for yeah. those who joins, just joining the show, Brian Noah and I, we have uh, a wager, something called the Big Three, uh-huh. where we pick against the spread all season long. Just three uh, picks for each just week. Pre- for the NFL games only. Right. And whoever has the best uh, record at the end of the season this year, it was one thousand American dollars and a king size candy bar. As I predicted prior to the final game, uh, regular season game of the twenty twenty one season, yeah, I would have won the bet. Although we were even going into that last uh, those last three picks. Ugh. I picked the uh, Sunday night game, and I had made a statement on the show the day before that I probably be I should be paid before that game even kicks off. <laughs> and true to form, that's what happened. The sucky thing is, you were wrong about the Sunday night game too. It I didn't even wrong, matter. But I told you, in. It, it was it was your fault. Uh, I gave brutal. you the out. Brutal, just awful. You're just reopening wounds over here. Just reopening them. Well, we can't now, heal a wound. Right, if, if if we don't bandage it right, and the only way to bandage the wound is to to pay me what you owe me. You know what I was thinking? This is how my silly mind works. I think I'm going to uh, address it to you, obviously, and the return address. I think I'm going to make it out to like uh, the 49ers stadium, and maybe it gets to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, if it doesn't get to you, it goes to Jimmy G because he could use a pick me up as well as he's looking for his new team and absolutely stunk up the joint something fierce last week. Uh, I just, mean, you, you thought want, it was personal, roll, nothing roll, personal roll right at all. That, huh? <laughs> Call it like it is. Just a guy comes right down to the fourth quarter. Jimmy G, can you make a play? And he says, absolutely no, no, no I cannot. No. And you should have known that going in. Hey, man. That's what Jimmy G I'm, said I'm all a, the 49 Jimmy fans. G, I was a Jimmy G fan, right? He had it. Everything he wanted was right there in front of him. Uh, right? Like, I'm a fan of people who can seize the opportunity in the moment. Mm-hmm. It was right there in front of him. He could have not only solidified himself on the team moving forward, but any team. Yeah. And he come completely uh. just utterly <laughs> wet the proverbial bed <laughs> and it was hard to watch uh. and it was just like oh god but but i will say i mean it was tremendous day of football last sunday it tremendous was. day unbelievable yeah and we thought after the divisional round like man how is championship sunday even going to come close to similar drama and it did yeah it, it did Close games, Chiefs, Bengals going to overtime. Props to you. Let me you got who day? Oh, okay. You had them. So you want to talk about that, or you you just want to jump on the the the, the bad uh, aspect of of last Sunday for me? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you I'm opened the door. You you, you, you know what? Well, I mean, you opened the door and you wanted to just berate me because you feel like 
you've done an injustice by not paying me my bet. So you wanted to berate something I got wrong. So let's talk about the other side. Go ahead, and and I'll let you continue and go. Um, Well, you know, putting a a cap on the Jimmy G, your blind love for a guy has no reason to be loved the way that you adore him. Fourth quarter against the Rams, three for nine for 30 yards and a game-ending interception. Mm. Awful. So glad to have Justin Herbert. You know, that's my. By the way, how about this? Fourth quarter in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs? It wasn't just that overthrow to Emmanuel Sanders that we all remember. Jimmy G was three for 11 for 36 yards and an interception Mm. in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl loss against the Chiefs. So, two of the last three years in the fourth quarter, when it matters most in the playoffs, Jimmy G has. Been a no show. Yeah, you Hasn't can't. Gotten it you done. can't count on but that. But that's just one aspect of the storyline. Now, mm-hmm. what you got right? Mm. You were on who day? You called the upset. Shades of the 1998 Atlanta Falcons heading into Minneapolis and taking down Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss, and company. I think there are some similarities with this 2021 Bengals team to your 98 Falcons. Yeah, it just felt like like we were number one. We weren't supposed to be there, so. We were just winning and sneaking up on people. Nobody really took us serious. We had a bunch of, you know, uh, like an island of misfit toy soldiers or something like that. It it just was a hodgepodge of late-round draft picks and uh, our our one stud who, you know, rightfully so, was Bob Whitford. He had one eye. Like, he couldn't couldn't even see out of his his left eye. Like, it was just, (laughs) why is this team even here? We were young, we were hungry, we believed in ourselves, and watching Cincinnati, uh, especially the last portion of the season and into the playoffs, I was like, oh, these guys, oh, they don't care. They don't even know that they're not supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. They Just their responses, smoking Joe Burrow, like, who's my favorite, he's replaced uh, Jimmy G completely. No more Jimmy G love, it's all uh, smoking Joe <laughs> What and, about Justin Herbert? I oh, know he's you still love my guy. Herbert. No, he's still my okay. guy. He's still my guy. Right. Um, and and it just the way I felt about them going into that game, I was like, you know what? It's no way they should win this game on the road in Kansas City. I've been there. Tough place to play. No matter how many years you've been in the league, it's a tough place to play. Patrick Mahomes, all of the weapons, the defense. I said, but they don't know or care about any of that. They really don't. They don't care about the the noise. They don't care about who's lined up on the other side. They're just out there playing, having a good time, playing for each other, and they're just young enough and ignorant enough <laughs> to not realize the magnitude of that game. Yeah. And that's what, they what we say? saw. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, there's some truth to that in football as well. And uh, man, what a performance! Down twenty-one to three. Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, we, how many saw people it gave them a chance at the time? You know, like you saw it happen. Like the second quarter, I, and I, I called it. I was with my brother watching the game, and uh, it was twenty-one-three uh, going into the half. And well, they scored that touchdown. So it's twenty-one ten. Twenty-one ten. Right. Which was the same deficit in yes. the regular season. That's crazy. And. Uh, Casey had the ball, and they had an opportunity mm-hmm. to put more points on the board. And I looked at my brother, and I was like, man, 
I tell you what, if they don't score, if they can keep them from scoring, then this is going to be a different story in the second half. Something similar happened to us, and when they held them, they went for that bonehead play and ended the half, Kansas City. I was like, watch, this second half is going to be different. He was like, you really think so? <laughs> right out the gate, they come out, score 11 points quick in the, in, in the third quarter. And it was like, oh, okay, now we got action. And then, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Now now the, the tables have turned. The crowd was quiet. I remember what that felt like. I remember you could hear a pin drop in Minnesota. Prior to the pin dropping, they were selling Super Bowl bundles uh, at the stadium. Come to Concourse C for your Super Bowl packages and flights and 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 and, and hotels. They were doing that during the game. They had papers printed out saying Vikings to the Super Bowl, and we were like, "Wow, they really think this is is it's over." And just like Minnesota did. They they just put their heads down and and got it done and I was I was proud of them and I was like now yeah. that's what that's what it's all that's what playing the game is all about. You know I'm kind of curious also how Cincinnati is wired because um, when Cincinnati beat KC at SoFi Stadium, both Niner fans and Rams fans are going nuts. They're thinking if we win this NFC Championship, we game, got it. We're, we're good to go. And when you saw Jimmy G throw the pick that ruined any chance the Niners had of coming back in that game, you saw Aaron Donald to the fans point to his ring finger like, time for a ring, baby. Is he doing that if Kansas City is the opponent? No. And I don't no. think so either. No. So I wonder how Cincinnati is wired. They seem to be like the lead of Joe Burrow is we're really good. Right, like we're not some Johnny Come Lately. No, they're just good. On this, they're yeah, good. So I don't know if they take that as motivation, or they just tune it out. I really don't know how Cincinnati takes any of that stuff. Yeah, the thing is, um, and I found out this later, of course. Uh, Shannon Sharp, a good friend of mine, we played together in Denver. But prior to me getting to Denver, they were watching the NFC Championship game, and when we beat, uh, when we beat. Um, Minnesota, they were like, oh, oh, we got this. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, yeah. We, they, they just, they knew, right? They were like, oh, we got this. We we about to win the Super Bowl. They, what they didn't want to see is Minnesota, that offense, yeah. Randy Moss. They didn't want to see that because at the time it was the, it was the greatest <laughs> in, uh, offense ever in the history of the NFL. It put up more points than anybody. They actually have mic'd up footage of Mike Shanahan, and he's like, Atlanta won? It, Atlanta Atlanta won, like, <laughs> right? They're they're yeah. thinking that oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. sideline, absolutely. Yeah. And so you know that yeah, that's some. Th- those are the sentiments that nobody wanted to play Patrick Mahomes. Or it's just too many weapons. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Too much history. You had you had too much veteran talent who've been in the biggest game. You don't want to play that 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 team. You want to play the upstart. You want to play the team where the the, the guys on the team just might not know how important this game is. And our NFC Championship was our Super Bowl in Atlanta because we definitely didn't show up two weeks later for the actual Super Bowl. And I'm I'm imploring Cincinnati to not get caught up in the festivities out yeah. here in L.A., the parties. Or, because if you listen to those guys from 
the the back to back Broncos championship teams, they said that nobody was out. Stink says it all the time. Uh, Mark Schlereth, nobody went out. Everybody was in, sleeping, resting. It was all business because they knew what they they needed to do because they'd been there before. Yeah, I was everywhere. I was <laughs> the Super Bowl was in Miami. I, I had rented a Hummer. I was everywhere. <laughs> Reddit <laughs> everywhere. I'm gonna have to ask you a few follow up questions on that one. Please do. I got plenty of stories. We got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, coming up, I got to get to who is the rightful owner of the phrase "We got action." Is it you or your brother? We'll definitely get into that, huh? Also, um, you know, will the Bengals this season will they fall flat in the Super Bowl like? Uh, the 98 Falcons did, right? Uh, we'll get into that. Obviously, the Brian Flores story has been the dominant story in the sports world throughout the week. We'll definitely weigh in with that. And also, coming up next, which of these two tri- two teams needs to make the trade more? That's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. So, big man, we've got the rumor mill heating up again in terms of the NBA. Might see the Nets and the 76ers talking about a potential James Harden for Ben Simmons swap. And the first thing I think about is which team needs to make a trade more than the other? How would you think about that? Do you think it's more pressing for the Nets with Harden to make a move? Or do you think it's Philly with Ben Simmons, who hasn't played a game yet this season, to make a move? I would think it's more pressing for um, the Nets. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if they could – I mean, their defense is just – I mean, they they don't really play any defense. That's what – they ran into that problem last year as well. Um, and if you we got a lot of ball centric scores, if you can add a six ten wing defender who can guard all positions, a rebounder, and can handle the ball and get people open shots, that will bode well than a ball dominant another ball dominant guard. Which James Harden is. Oh, and by the way, James Harden can't guard anybody. Mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons can. So when you get down into these series, these uh, uh, seven-game playoff series, especially not having Kyrie for half of them, 
it, it, it's go, you're going to need to play defense because you're not going to be in a position to outscore everybody. Yeah, I'm with you. My reasons are a little bit different, but I'm on the same page. I think it's more pressing for the Nets because James Harden can walk after this season. You know, Ben Simmons is under contract longer than uh, Jim, James Harden is. So <laughs> imagine if you go all in, you're like, hey, we've got KD, uh, we've got Kyrie, we've got James Harden. Let's put all our eggs in this basket to win a championship this season. And they don't, and then James Harden walks. Like, that's, you can't lose James Harden for nothing. And if it isn't working great right now, of course, subject to change, they don't even have KD healthy, but it hasn't worked out great thus far. There's at least doubt that they'll win a championship this season. And you're going to risk all of that, just the potential to win yeah. a championship this season for him to walk. I think it's it's more important for the Nets to make a move than it is Philly at yeah, this Yeah, time. absolutely. And, and look, they can say what they want, but you know there's some discord there. You know those guys on that team are looking at Kyrie like, yo, what is going on, bro? Yeah. Like, we're in the middle of a, of a, a playoff uh, hunt and a championship run. And, I, I mean, I can guarantee you Kyrie Irving's not the only person on that team who didn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Um. But when you play a team sport and you get paid the way you do to play a team sport, you know, certain things you just got to sacrifice. Right? I'm really curious what the scenario is when the playoffs roll around because, listen, these COVID are are vaccine mandates in these cities like New York City. They're not going to last forever. No, they don't. But I don't know if they're – hopefully it'll be gone. Right. I mean, that'd be – be, but can you bet on that? I mean, are we – No. Are you willing to roll the dice? No, right? Like that's, I, that's. I, I got into an argument with the. I, I had a, a we call it a shoe group because we all are love shoes and all that. It's about <laughs> uh, seven or eight of us, and we were always debating about all kinds of of topics. And uh my uh, you know my little brother, I call him my little brother. He's been in my life more than half my life. He's a, a Brooklyn Nets fan. He's from Brooklyn. He's from New York. Mm-hmm. Yo, son, talk like that. Oh yo, yeah, BK oh, all day, son, stand up. You gotta go uh, with son if you yeah, want to be official. Yeah. What's good, son? Yeah. Who that son? All of the, all of the New York slang. Um, Brooklyn son. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so w- w- I posed a question uh, after Kyrie came out and was very adamant about not getting the vaccine. Period. After he came back to start playing, so I posed a question in the group chat: Can the Nets win a championship? without having Kyrie play the home games. Mm-hmm. Mine was no. Mm-hmm. And I equated it to, do you think the Bulls would have won championships if Scottie Pippen were only playing road games? Or do you think the Lakers would have won a championship if, uh, you know, Shaq was only playing road games? Like it's so much pressure already in the playoffs, and depending on if you have home court advantage, if you have home court advantage, that's four games that your second best player won't be available for. How do you win a championship like that? Well, I look at it last year. Let's go back to the playoffs last year, where Kyrie got hurt immediately in that series against the Bucks, so he hardly played at all in the entire series. 
And then you had Harden, who was hobbled. He had the hamstring issue. He missed a number of games. And when he came back, was it game five where he was one for 10 Mm -hmm. from the field? And he wasn't even very good in game six either. Um, So, And they were right there with the Bucs. They were like a pinky toe away from KD having a buzzer beater, and that's the series. And the Bucks went on to win a championship. So if you look at last year, Kyrie hardly played in the series against the Bucks, where they got eliminated. And Harden was a shell of himself due to that hamstring injury, and they still almost won because KD was all world. Do you get there again? So if you don't have – I'm talking about the beginning of the playoffs. Do you get to that level starting the playoffs without your second-best player for – Possibly half the games. I don't think they can. Yeah, and I just think of basketball is all about rhythm, you know? And when you get into the playoffs Mm -hmm. and you've got Kyrie for every road game, if this is the way it works out, right? We don't know what the mandates are going to be. But if they only have Kyrie on the road and then they don't have him at home, Man, that, that's a lot to get adjusted to on the fly. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good for anybody, and I think the guys are, are feeling that. Like, they, we're getting we're getting down to it. All-star break coming up shortly, and then, you know, it, the rubber hit, meets the road right there. That, that's when uh, every game matters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Everything prior to the all-star game, we just trying to work some things out and see what we got and yada, yada, yada. But everybody knows after that all-star break – Guys are refreshed, they're coming back, and that's when you really got to, you know, make a statement and, and, and head into the playoffs on an upswing. And it's just difficult when you don't, we don't have your, your, your players. Yeah, listen, there's another really interesting layer to that potential trade between the, the Nets and the Sixers. But when you talk about interesting layers, I mean, goodness, it's just sitting there on a tee, right? There's no one probably walking planet earth that has more interesting layers to him than our very own friend of america mr steve desager good evening gentlemen and a happy weekend to you once again there are six nba games on the saturday slate the lakers are hosting the knicks in an hour lebron james was upgraded to a game time decision he has missed the last five games with his swollen knee the lakers at 25 and 28 are hosting the knicks who are 24 (laughs) and 28 and carmelo anthony is not going to play against the knicks tonight due to a strained hamstring memphis won again 135 115 at orlando john morant 33 points the magic with a record of 12 and 42. Meanwhile, the Phoenix Suns are 41 and 10 and out to a lead already late first quarter at Washington, 31-21 Phoenix. This Tuesday, the All-Star Saturday night participants will be announced. The NBA's trade deadline is Thursday afternoon and the two NBA All-Star teams will be drafted this coming Thursday night, drafted by LeBron James and Kevin Durant. The All-Star game itself is in Cleveland February the 20th. The NHL All-Star game was today in Las Vegas. The Pro Bowl, the NFL's All-Star game, is right across the freeway in Vegas tomorrow. As for the hockey today, the Metro Division won the finale 5-3 over the Central Division. Game MVP Claude Giroux of Philadelphia. Next year's All-Star game will be hosted by the Florida Panthers who were supposed to have last year's game, but it was canceled. The NHL did not send players to the Olympics this month after all of the league's COVID postponements earlier this season. U.S. women's hockey this morning, our time, shut out Russia 5-0. The Americans outshot them 62-12 in Mm. the game. The U.S. plays Switzerland tomorrow morning. 
Stay tuned. The Swiss lost their opener to Canada 12 to 1. Oh, Lord. Switzerland got outshot 70 to 15 in that game. 70 shots in a 60 minute hockey game. Goodness. Wow. <laughs> I've said it before. I said it on last night's show here. I, I, I like that women's hockey is in the Olympics. I watch it, but it's, you know, it's almost been 25 years now in the Olympics. There just aren't that many good teams. There's the U.S. and Canada, and that's and it. everybody else. <laughs> because the team that's been winning a lot of bronze medals, Finland, they said on the, uh, when they lost yet again to Canada head-to-head this week, they said they've played Canada 85 times over the years. Their record is... Three and eighty-two. Oh Lord! Against Canada, that's the third best team in the world. Okay, so uh, the time difference with Beijing afternoon here equals morning the next day over there. Coming up tonight in the Winter Games, our time, ten p.m. Eastern time, men's downhill. There's also the figure skating team event continuing and women's snowboard slope style. And finally, for college basketball on Fox TV, Arizona beat USC 72-63. to Duke's back to a big lead 55-35 at North Carolina with about 14 minutes to go. 11th-ranked Wisconsin leads 43-40 over Penn State with under six minutes to play. And at Vanderbilt, home team leading number 25 LSU 65-46 with about 11 minutes to go. Kansas had no problem beating Baylor. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve. Brian No and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Minor beef, big man with uh, Arizona's home crowd, was watching the tail end of that USC-Arizona game. A little back and forth. Arizona, nice little comeback at the end. And they pull away. But toward the end of the game, they played the song Jump Around by House of Pain. And no one was jumping around. Like, what the hell is that, Arizona? I Like, you know how Des Bryant used to throw up the X? Yeah. That's what the whole student section was doing. It's like they threw up the X... And like one arm was clashing with the other arm. Instead of jumping around, they were like throwing up the X. I have no idea what they're doing. It's common knowledge, big man. If you play jump around, you jump around. And Arizona's like, no, we do our own thing. Every, over here. Everybody's we- student section isn't like San Diego State's, okay? <laughs> it's just, you, you come in there, man, it, you know, it'll change your mind. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, one little layer here on this potential Nets 76ers trade. There are rumors about discussions with a, a James Harden for Ben Simmons swap. And I'm just curious about this. Does Daryl Morey, who's running the show there with the 76ers, does he go high stakes gambling on us here? Does he say, wait a minute, why am I trading Ben Simmons and whoever else is involved in the deal potentially? When I could maybe get James Harden in the offseason as a free agent, and I could trade Ben Simmons to another team and get a trade package for him elsewhere. Do you think that Daryl Morey goes down that road? Or does he say, hey, I got to get something for Ben Simmons right here, right now, and we can compete for a championship this season? Well, it depends on if he wants to compete for a championship. That's that's, That's everything. If he's content with not winning a championship this year, then absolutely sit on Ben Simmons. Yeah. Get James Harden and get something for Ben Simmons in in the offseason. Yeah. But if you really want to try to come out of the East and 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 and, and play for a championship, then you do whatever you need to do for your team this year. And that's it. That's the that's that's the question. Does he want to try to win now or later? That's it. And whichever he picks, 
will dictate what moves they make. I think that's really interesting, too, because, look, there are no guarantees. That's the first part. Right. So you don't know for sure if you say, hey, let's go with option B. Let's not make a trade right now. Even if we trade for James Harden, our chances improve greatly to win a championship this season. But there's no guarantee that we win a championship this season. No, but you, and, the way Joel Embiid is playing yeah, and his history of, of, of injury – like you don't want to be hedging your bet, like for the future. True. Like you, I mean, he's playing at a, a a tremendous MVP clip right now. You want That's to try right. to do everything you can right now to help him. I hear you, but the little devil on your other shoulder can say, <laughs> "But," and there are no guarantees with this scenario either. What if we wait to the off season, then we get James Harden? And we also trade Ben Simmons for a, a lot. Maybe someone who can help us right here, right now. Maybe a, a top draft pick. Who knows what kind of compensation they get back. And then you're, an even, you're in an even more favorable position next season to go for a championship. Yeah, you are. You don't know what the landscape of the league is going to look like next year. Whew, that is a, that's a scenario right yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's a heck of a <laughs> flip of a coin. Yeah. Or a roll of the dice. By the way, uh, these Super Bowl prop bets, there's one here that has piqued my interest. So uh, it's got the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer. This is one that you have every single year. I love this one. So you can either bet on number 11 or below or number 12 or higher. Oh, I get it. Right? Yeah. So initially I think 12 or higher all day you kidding me but then you start thinking Jamar Chase you got Jamar you've got both number 10s Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup you throw an Odell Beckham Jr. in there I'm still going 12 or higher what about you I'm going under you're going 11 or below yeah okay put a candy bar on it nope (laughs) I feel like this is the week I need to pay up so we can have candy bar bets on the Super Bowl. It's only right. You hey, know? man, I, I mean, it's the biggest game on the planet Earth. I don't know why you wouldn't be, you know, like, if you owe your bookie money, <laughs> right, does he continue to let you bet? <laughs> like, is he is he going to continue to 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 let you place bets? How about double or nothing on the Pro Bowl? No. Ooh. No. Ooh, no, I want it. my candy bar in hand or we get nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there is nothing like the walk of shame of having to meet your bookie in a public place to pay him the money you owe because of your stupid bets. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the freaking worst. You've had that walk, huh? Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) The only walk was in Albany, New York. I couldn't bet online for some reason. There were some sort of restrictions with offshore books and... So yeah, they, they, shut your, they shut your account down. They, no, no, they, no, they, they know you. I, I would tell you if they, they did, but you. I just couldn't because the state of New York, that guy I worked with, he's like, hey, I, I know this guy. You know, you, you bet with him if you I want. can get it done. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst when the bookie's like, hey, uh, can we meet up? Let's settle up. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Let's you, make that Do happen. you remember how much you had to pay him? I remember him. Stiffing me for fifteen hundred dollars. Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I lost. I, I don't know what I lost. You know, just let's meet like a few dollars here, a few Scooby snacks there. You know, I don't know what it ended up being, but uh, yeah, when I got up 
and he owed me 1500 He dropped off the face of the freaking earth. Maybe he's with the fishes. Man, who knows? You and your... Uh... You and your fifteen hundred dollars could be, could, could be at the bottom of the Hudson. <laughs> it very well could be. All right, coming up next. Wow, things escalated very quickly. We'll have details for you, Brian. No, Andy from Salam with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. So, man, there was a crazy scenario at the 49ers-Rams game last week, big man. So there was a, a little fight before the game started outside the stadium. And uh, it was a 49ers fan. And he's 40 years old, Daniel Luna. And he allegedly pushed somebody else. So that other fan... He, Turns around, pushes Luna in the back. When Luna turns around, the guy who initially got pushed clocks him in the face. And Luna hits the ground and hits his head. And now all of a sudden, he's in a medically induced coma. <clears throat> the guy who threw the punch is, has been arrested. He's facing felony assault charges. Crazy scenario, man. Uh, outside the stadium before the game even started. That's nuts. Goofballs, yeah. man. Yeah, man. And it just shows. I, I don't know. I see all it's these videos. Game, man. It's just yeah. people are stupid. I see all these videos of fights outside the stadium, inside the stadium. And nine times out of ten, it's a fight. It gets broken up. Maybe it goes viral on social media. And that's it. You just say, oh, man, uh, Niners fan, he got whooped by Rams fan or whatever. And that's it. But it's a story like this where, bro, you're, you're going to a game, you get pushed, you clock the guy, now all of a sudden your bail was $30,000, you're facing felony assault charges, you've been arrested. Like, bro, like those are the stakes. It's a reminder of, it might not be, uh, it's a little fight that went social, on it went uh, viral, viral online and that's it, right? It can be a, a whole thing and this is a story where it is a whole thing. Yeah, you find yourself in a situation where you you just people don't know how to behave anymore. They yeah. just don't. They don't know how to I behave. Know. They don't know how to treat people, and, and this is the result of it. You want to go to the game, cheer your team on, have a good time. Prior to the game even starting, you going to jail. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know, man. You get what you get, get man. That's just what it what happens. Yeah. 
And uh, the mayor has said, no, there aren't plans to beef up security for the Super Bowl. There are a lot of concerns about it. Is security Security's tight enough? Security's already enough? beefed up at the, at the Super Bro. Bowl. It's not, yeah. you know, yeah. Super Bowl's not the place where, you know, there's lacks in security. I can promise <laughs> you that. <laughs> that's that's basically what the mayor said. He was like, yeah, we're good. Look, man. We don't, we we, don't need any extra for it. We're, we're okay. Yeah. He's like, we can't prevent everything from happening here. And that's the truth. I don't know why I'll, this happens a lot too. There might be some goofball that either runs on a football field or a, a basketball floor, and the first thing is, "Where's security? Security can't stop every bad thing from happening. Right. It, it's, it's just impossible." Eighty-seven thousand people in the stand. We can't stop every. We can't. Like it, it will happen. It'll be done with swiftly, and then we you move on. Yeah. Now, big man, you had the great prediction last week. You took Hootay to get to the Super Bowl. We talked right after the AFC title game. And you're like, man, I had the score and everything. I'm like, oh, it's, I'll pull the audio, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, highlight your tremendous prediction here. <laughs> what I said, thing, what I said was, I think I even had the score. That's <laughs> okay. what I said. Okay, all right. I, I'm glad that you've set the record straight here because I'm like, oh, man. Of course you I, would embellish the, audio the conversation we, we had. I, I was like, I think I even got the, st- the score right. Okay, and so I, I checked. I'm like, now again, this is me trying to, to prop up the big man, huh? <laughs> I'm shining the stage lights on you, right? You ever see the movie Ray? Yes. Great movie with Ray Charles. And the guy, like Ray Charles, is playing his, his ballad or whatever, and, and the guy on stage, he's like, let's let's dim the lights a little bit. And let's right? Like, I'm trying to get the lighting just right to highlight your correct correct prediction. And then uh this is how it sounded. Here you go. Who you got? Chiefs move on? I'm going with Hude. You got Hude pulling the shocker. I'm going with Hude, man. I I'm going with Hude. I'm riding that one. How about a score here? I'm writing this down. What do you think? I think it'd be 30 to 24. 30-24. Okay. It was I, almost there, man. I was right there. You were right there. That's right you there. You needed a touchdown from Hude in overtime. And, and that's it. Okay. Look, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I was right. Look, hey, man. You're in the I, ballpark. There's something, something to it right here. Okay. Yeah. You're right there. You're <laughs> By the way, did you see that? There was a better, I think he had a $20 free roll, like a free bet. Mm-hmm. And he predicted the exact score of both games on championship oh, Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Right, like on the nose. And I he won, I don't just under $60,000 for doing that. With a $20 free roll? A <laughs> $20 free roll turned into just under $60,000. Wow. Think about it, the just time, that, that time Rams machine, game. Time machines do exist. Woo. Think about Jaquaski Tart dropping that easy interception. I feel that was sick it. for That the was guy. the game, man. Yeah. That was the game. But that game's probably not 20-17 to 17 on the nose. Nope. Rams win if Tart just makes that one play. Oh, yeah, it was right in his hands. Oh, man, that's rough. That's rough. Hey, we've got time to preview the Super Bowl. Of course, we'll do it even more next week. But real fast, do you see the Bengals mimicking the 98 Falcons, who you were a member of, 
even more. They pulled the shocker on Championship Sunday like your team did, and then it didn't work out in the Super Bowl for your team. Do you think the Bengals still have something left in the tank to win the game? I, I do because they're young at all of the positions, including the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so they're writing their stories now. Our quarterback was adding to his story. It was a mythical year and a you know, somewhat journeyman career for Chris Chandler. Their leader is a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's going to give them a fighting chance. Okay. All right. Coming up next, it's the biggest story of the week. It could also turn into the biggest story of the year. We'll have it for you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Lots of hoops going on. LeBron James, he's back. Huh? Purple and gold need him, big man. You need some wins over there. We need Goodness. Sheesh. We need everything. We need you and your sharpshooting. <laughs> it's been a rough go for the Lake Show here, man. Yeah. Not good, not good. So uh will be a welcomed addition to get LBJ back in uniform for the pur- purple and gold as they take it on the Knicks. That game's tipping off here pretty soon. Yeah, you can get a little NBA action, you know. Yeah. Well, Saturday night hoops. Very nice. Looking forward to that. Now, the... Uh, The biggest story of the week has been Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He filed a lawsuit suing the NFL and multiple NFL teams for what he says is racial discrimination. And there are a lot of layers to this story. You can go in a lot of different directions. But if you start broad, what, big man, is your reaction to what's happened this week? Where, first off, you know, on the heels of Brian Flores getting fired initially from the Miami Dolphins, he gets a text message from Bill Belichick, who is congratulating him on landing the Giants job. And he's like, yeah, coach, I interview in a couple of days. I think he got a really good shot at it. Turns out Belichick screwed up. He was meaning to congratulate Brian Dable, which means that it might have been a sham interview that Brian Flores went on with the Giants later in the week. Then later, Brian Flores files this lawsuit. What's your reaction on a, I guess, a macro level to all that's played out this week? Well, you know, this is uh, something that has been a problem in the NFL for quite some time. Uh, That's plagued the NFL. It's hiring practices. Um. It's just this lawsuit and and the text message from Belichick. It just reconfirms what people already thought that the Rooney Rule was just posturing, and the Rooney Rule is that you have to give and you have to interview and give minority uh, applicants an, a, a fair shot uh, at this hiring. So the Giants 
interviewed Brian Dayball and prior to Brian Flores's interview, alleged they allegedly had already offered Brian Dayball the job, but they were going to go through with the interview anyway with Brian Flores just because of the ruling rule. We got to do it, but have no intentions in hiring whatsoever. And that's embarrassing and it's insulting. Mm-hmm. And minority coaches have to deal with this uh, every year. It's something that it's not made up. It's not, oh, you got just angry. No, it, it's not that. It's it's the real thing. And and whenever you have a lack of diversity at the top, at the tippy top, meaning ownership, I mean, these are older white billionaires, 60, 70, 80. What was the country like 80 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago? Right? Was how and and the companies prior to them owning NFL uh, teams was there a lot of diversity and higher levels in those companies? So this is not like something that's this is oh this is new. Th- th- these men have run successful companies, bought teams, and they're running their company, their team, just like they ran the company prior to the team. You hire what you know and who you know and who you're comfortable with. And you would think, well, it shouldn't it shouldn't, shouldn't matter in sports, right? Because it's like, who's the best candidate? And if you don't, if you've never thought about it, which I'm sure they, they never have, if you never thought about diversity and, and if it's a problem or not in your any of your companies or your team, then why would you ever address it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, the first part of the Rooney rule, I I think it's it's messed up that there even needs to be a rule to begin with where it's mandatory, right? Like That's how bad the problem was. I, I know. Right? I hear you. That's how bad it was prior to the, did you just African American applicants wouldn't get a interview. Right. So I think yeah, I think that the rule it has good intentions, there's no doubt about it, but sometimes it produces a bad outcome. I don't think there's anything bad at all with the rule saying, yo, this is messed up. You're not even interviewing minority candidates. You at least need to do that. And so teams are doing that, but sometimes it turns into this box that just has to be checked in a formality where a team knows who they're going to hire and they go through with a sham interview that turns out to be very disrespectful. So I think it's a rule with good intentions that sometimes has a bad outcome. It does. And and um, um, what's our guy who got the Denver job? Nathaniel. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why did he get the Denver job? Because of what? Well, I mean, listen, they had a lot of success in Green Bay. No, but in I'm, terms I'm, of I'm saying, does, did he know anyone at the Denver Broncos? Well, I'm sure he had some connections. I. Well, yeah, him and the GM have a connection. Yeah, well, that happens a lot. But that's what I'm saying. So if there's like a lack of diversity, then the connections, you you see what I'm saying? No, I see. There, there's a lack of connections the other way. Right. No, I get it. Right? So, yeah, people are hiring the people they know and the, their friends. 
Right. That's what that's what it starts with the owners. They're gonna hire the GM that they want. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll call so and so and it was oh, it was good. Okay, we'll bring him on over here. This is what happens. This is it, that's why they used to give us a good old boy leave because it's like, oh yeah, I know him. Come on, bring him, come over here. While other applicants are just like, uh, no room for us. Right. Now I hear what you're saying. Let me throw something at you. I'm curious what you think about this because, look, let's start with first things first. To have one black head coach, it's ridiculous. Come on, man. In a league that's predominantly black, seventy percent black players, it's ridiculous. It's it has to be higher than that. It just has there, are, and it's not saying like there's nobody qualified, and we just have to for PR reasons have some more black head coaches. There are guys that are plenty well qualified. Okay, so to have one black head coach is a joke. There's no doubt about that. And the that. only reason to have that one black head coach and Mike Tomlin at the Steelers, the Steelers have had three coaches in the entirety of the organization. Mike Tomlin was promoted from within. He interviewed. Well, they were looking at someone else. He interviewed, blew him away. He got the job. He's the, he's the last man standing. Well, however it came about, you know, it's it's a joke that there's only one guy. But as part of the lawsuit from Brian Flores and his legal team, there's a part in it that says the NFL remains rife with racism. And that line just stands out to me where I can on one hand say and notice that only having one black head coach in a predominantly black league is is crazy. It doesn't add up. But for it to be like the only explanation is that the NFL is rife with racism, I just totally disagree with that. And I think if you go with this current coaching cycle, if you go team by team, could you point to other reasons other than potential racism as to why these coaches have gotten hired? Uh, of course. Of course you can. So you can't you chalk also, everything up to just you, racism. You also can point to the fact that there's a race component involved. Just like you can point to, oh, they know each other. Oh, oh, he 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 was with him there and mm-hmm. he feels comfortable with him. There's also the argument on the flip side of that. Absolutely. So let's right? so, let's go with that. Let's for, say so there's... from someone who's on the inside, which Brian Brian Flores was, and who mm-hmm. um Hugh Jacks, all of these guys who are on the inside who who are privy to things that we aren't right. and conversations that we aren't, right? I don't want to discount what they're saying because it's happened to them and their contemporaries. So on the out, us on the outside looking in, but oh, that, that's impossible. It can't be like that. It can't, oh, it can't. But the people on the inside are like, oh, no, brother, it is like that. You remember okay. one more thing, B. I know you, right. I don't want to. You know, I know you want to get in, but I'm gonna ask you this. All right, there've been several stories over the years about the draft, right? Some of the questions that were asked of these African American athletes, right? Is your mom a prostitute? You smoke weed. Those are blatant racist comment or questions. They're asking kids though. These are owners and GMs, and it, these are the people who are are drafting these kids. These are questions yeah. hey, that look. they've come up. So when all of this is, it, this is not like, oh well, you know, why would you ever ask a kid if his mom was a prostitute? 
and you want them to play football with for you. Well, and that's changed. I understand your point, but it has changed. And that was like the, the NFL laid down the law and said, if you ask these questions, we could dock your draft If picks. it never like, came out, yeah, would the change have happened? Well, the change happened, regardless or not. No, like, you, can't, you can't say that. You can't say regardless or not, because if it never comes out... Okay, it's years and years and years uh, of nothing happening. Okay, this, that's co- all, this coaching thing is coming out. Let's bring it back to the coaching thing, okay? Like, Chris Greer is a black GM with the Miami Dolphins. If he hires a black head coach, which the organization did, it's not automatically racism, you know? Th- that's not the case. And that's what I'm seeing with a lot of, hey, there are organizations that have white GMs. And some of those teams have decided to hire white head coaches. You can't chalk that up automatically to racism. Let's take another job. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's more at play than just race. Byron Leftwich interviews for the job. Former Jags quarterback. And reportedly he said, I don't want to work with Trent Baalke. I just don't want him to be the GM. And the organization said, well, we don't want to get rid of him. Now you can argue that the Jags should have. They should have gotten rid of Balky. They should have hired Byron Leftwich. Okay, but that isn't automatically racism. There's more at play than just race. And when they hired Doug Peterson, is there more than race involved? Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl. He had Carson Wentz as his quarterback, who played the best football, was an MVP candidate under Doug Peterson. What's Nick Foles done outside of Philly? Nothing. Like, there are reasons to point to Doug Peterson, who is also a former quarterback like Leftwich, who's had success as an NFL head coach and won a Super Bowl, there's more than just race involved. I think it becomes this lazy, oh, the only explanation is racism. And that's just not true. And 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 you're looking at these as singular incidents. I'm looking at the overall, right? I'm looking at the history. I'm looking at the future. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the entirety of the situation, right? Because you can have a one-off. Right, you can pick the Jacksonville Jaguars and be like, "Oh, that's why they didn't hire him, and that, that's why they hired him." But in total, mm-hmm. the hiring disparity and in, in, in practices of the NFL overwhelmingly, yeah, have uh, definitely have to do with race. Overwhelmingly, because it's there would have been no Rooney Rule. It, it would it wouldn't even been necessary. Right. Uh, look, so sure, yes, that's fair. Th- so that statement is is a is a true statement because the NFL has been trying to correct it. Did you see what Roger Goodell said today? Right. Yeah, he came out R- with the memo and said we're behind the times. It's got to be better. What do, what do you that what do you think that means? That's not him there is a serious problem there. So when someone from the inside makes a statement like that, you got to listen to them. You can't discount them because it doesn't feel right. Hey, I'm not discounting anything. I've started off saying it's a joke that there's only one black head coach. But to just chalk everything up, like what? So if we go case by case, what the Kansas City Chiefs are racists for having Andy Reid as their head coach? You know, like the Rams and their racism with Sean McVay in the Super Bowl and the Bengals with their racism with Zach Taylor in the Super Bowl. Like that's when it becomes crazy. Yeah, but no one's saying it like that. They're saying there's a serious problem within 
right? Like these are all one-offs. You can point there and, oh, is that racist? Is that racist? That's not what they're saying. Systematically, there's a problem with race and leadership roles in the NFL. No problem with, 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 the, with the workers, with the players. No problem there. That's why plantation mentality has always been used because the workforce is predominantly African-American, but ownership and upper management is white. That's where that comes from. Yeah. Hey man, I don't I don't know how things change. Obviously they it can't just be a complete coincidence. I'm not dumb enough to think that. Um but I can't just chalk everything up to be like there's not a, a, another explanation other than race. Like when you say the NFL remains rife with racism, that's literally in the lawsuit. Like that, that's a leap to make. That I, I'm not willing to make. Like, I, I can't go well, there. Of course, you're, you're not willing to make that leap. You, okay, I'm, say you, it. What, what are you saying then? I'm, I, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to discount something, right? And where there's smoke, there's usually fire. There, it, it's been smoking you, for a long time. Do you think Brian Flores was fired due to race? No, I think Brian Flores was fired because he was considered. Uh, non-compliant and angry yeah. black man. Well, which we you no 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 well, don't well it it's a, that's the label we get right white guys passionate black guys angry. Well, Th- that, let, let, this is this is this is the world right. Yeah. It just happens to roll over into sport, right? They wanted him to do things that he didn't want to sacrifice his moral compass to do, right. and of course you get rid of that guy. But why would they even ask him to do that? Well, let's get into that because that's an important part of this whole conversation. And is there another example of a, a Flores-like situation, right? So we'll dive into that. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, feel free to do so. At The No Show is where you can reach me. At Ephraim Salam is where you can reach the big man. Hang with us. Lots to come. Brian No and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Shout out to our technical producer extraordinaire, Mr. Don Brown. Again, doesn't let us down every single week with his eclectic ways with the bumper music. Outstanding job as always. We've got a tweet here, big man, I wanted to share with you before we dive back into the Flores conversation. Jason checked in and says, hope you at least rented a limo version. Can't wait to hear the story. He's got a picture of this stretch, I think, Hummer limo, because you mentioned in passing, and we need to circle back to this thing, that you rented a Hummer back during Super Bowl week when you were playing as a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Can you share some details on this story with us? 
Yeah, I mean, as soon as I got off the plane, I we went to the hotel. I took a cab right to the like luxury car rental place and rented a uh, black H1 Hummer, kind you can take the not a hard top, the kind you can take the top off, mm-hmm. and uh, that was my ride for uh, for the week uh, for the Super Bowl festivities down in Miami. Unbelievable. Yeah, did it ride smoothly? Oh, I, I, I mean, I, who cared about how it rode? I just know uh, on Ocean Boulevard, it's the, it's the main strip down there. Uh, it was like bumper to bumper. It took you probably an hour and a half to go a block. It was something about that Hummer and the beach and the weather mm-hmm. that made made heads turn, huh? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, it's uh, I to be young again. I was twenty one years old. Man, I was a kid, twenty one years old at the Super Bowl, renting the luxury Hummer in mm-hmm. Miami. I was the youngest uh, player ever starting the Super Bowl at the time. Who has uh, since been younger? Do Who you know? knows? I don't know. I, I mean, that was twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> twenty one years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, man. God bless you on that one. <clears throat> yeah, I got pictures and all kinds of stuff. I've burned all the other evidence, though. All of it's gone. Huh? Yeah. We. Well, you know, I'm a. I'm, I've moved on. I've grown. Yeah. I have children. It's a previous life. Uh, uh, it's uh, eons ago. Yeah. But it's it probably was, smart. It was a probably heck of smart. a ride. I can tell you that. Thank God for no social media and no cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, real fast before we hear from a a friend of America. Uh, and we'll get back into the floors right after the the update. But uh, real quick, while we have a minute, I go back to the Super Bowl prop bets. I love this prop bet. Will a player do the gritty after scoring a touchdown? And for people who don't know that, it's just a little dance. I don't know. You kind of like, uh, you know, going heel, heel, heel. You know, just kind of walking along on your heels. I bet a little bit right there. Does anybody do the gritty after scoring a touchdown on Super Bowl Sunday? Of course. Yeah, I think that's an easy yes. I don't like that C.J. Uzama, the Bengals' tight end, is banged up. He's he's questionable to play in the game, and he busted out one of the most memorable gritties of the entire season. You know, so if Uzama's a go, I think your odds are even better of it being yes. Yeah, I, I mean everybody's going to do it. The other team is going to score and do it to taunt the team. To, <laughs> right? Like it's so it. There's a good chance it happens. There's like a retaliatory gritty. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. When we used to play and we had the dirty bird going, people would do oh, it. Man. And yeah, sure. Oh yeah, that was. I still see that. They still like rival teams. The Falcons will bust out the dirty bird like in your face. How do you like that touchdown? Mm-hmm. It's still a thing today. Crazy. All right. Speaking of the uh, here and now, there was a man who is Mister Here and Now. I don't know if you want to take the baton from here and just close it down in style. I mean, well, we got a guy who uh, is an intricate part of this team, a guy who, you know, he doesn't have to worry uh, uh, about the gritty, the ditty, the chitty chitty, (laughs) bang bang. That's very good news for me. Or any other dance, because the dance he does is one of a kind. He's a dancer, ladies and gentlemen. This is Stephen (laughs) D. D. 
<laughs> Thank you. Let's get to the NBA scoreboard. And the Phoenix Suns are up 74-42 at Washington late in the third quarter. Wow. I'll just call that game. I, I know not all the precincts are reporting, but let's say the Suns are going to advance to 42-10 and 10 on the mm, season. Mm, mm. Steve, we need the uh, Wizards to not hit 60 by the end of the third quarter for an huh. in-game third quarter That's bet That's a here, very so. odd in-game. Somebody must have done a lot of research. They just can't freaking score. Let's take advantage of this over here, you know? <laughs> Suns are first in the West. This will put them two and a half games up on Idle Golden State. The Lakers' home game starts up in just a few minutes against New York, and LeBron James will start for L.A. He's missed the last five games with a swollen knee. Carmelo Anthony is out for the Lakers with a strained hamstring. Memphis won again, 135-115 at Orlando. The Miami Heat are second in the East, half game up on Idle Chicago. Miami leads 58-55 at the Hornets mid-third quarter. There are two late games, let's call them, 10 p.m. Eastern games coming up. NHL All-Star Game was in Vegas, went to the Metro Division. The NFL's Pro Bowl is tomorrow in Vegas. As for college basketball in progress, it's Alabama ahead of fifth-ranked Kentucky, 14-11 after the first nine minutes. Duke was playing at North Carolina tonight. Duke, after 10 minutes, led 31-8. Blue Devils mm. eventually shot 58% from the floor in the game. Ninth-ranked Duke wins at Carolina 87-67. to Kansas dominated its top-10 matchup against defending champ Baylor 83-59. to On Fox TV, seventh-ranked Arizona stayed undefeated at home, beating 19th-ranked USC 72-63. to Wins for Auburn with a late layup for Purdue and Wisconsin. In fact, that Wisconsin game at halftime was 18-13 over Penn State. That's a halftime score, people. Wisconsin wins the game 51-49. to Villanova down UConn. And Rutgers got a win against 13th-ranked Michigan State, 84-63. to And there is an update on the story you referenced earlier. Is the family of that 49ers fan who suffered the brain injury after being punched outside the Ram Stadium last weekend. They released a statement saying that Daniel Luna is in intensive care after undergoing surgery yesterday to relieve pressure on the right side of his head and, quote, we know he has a long road ahead of him. He is 40 years old. The family thanked the paramedics who found him in the parking lot. They thank law enforcement investigating. We should add that he was found in the parking lot after the game had started, maybe a half hour into the game, actually. Back to you. A lot of questions with that, right? Like, Absolutely. If, as the mayor of Inglewood says, he was mostly around other 49ers yeah. fans. <laughs> I was the guy just left, like, How hey, it's this, game time, guys, yeah. let's roll. Like, you're, what is that? You're saying the altercation lasted five seconds, he hit his head, and nobody did anything? That's a shame. That's Humanity, yeah. man. Where is the humanity? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Lord. I have no idea. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam here on Fox Oof. Sports Radio. So we've been talking about Brian Flores, among other things, big man. And you were starting to talk about uh, how sometimes a guy like Flores, I, I see a guy, the way he he managed himself in Miami, I see strength. I see a guy, according to him, where if management ownership comes over and says, hey, we'll give you $100,000 a pop for every loss so we can have a higher draft pick. And he's like, no, we're trying to win games. <laughs> I think that... That's a, a strong move by Brian Flores, but yeah, to but, your point, not everybody sees it the same well, way. No, and sometimes it, you see him as a an angry guy instead of a strong guy. Yeah, because now it's uh, he, he, you know, he's 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 unapproachable, right? Or he doesn't work well 
uh, with other like if you're asking me, I'm a I'm an African American head coach. Number one, I know how difficult it is to even get this job, let alone keep it. And you're asking me to lose games. Like those two things don't go together. The last two seasons he's had a winning record. They still fired him. So you're asking me to lose games. You'll give me some money, but I'm I'm a coach. I have integrity. That's what this is about. Like coaches don't get in it for draft picks. They don't get in it for that. That's a GM, a owner. They don't get into the game for to coaching the game for draft picks. And if you're asked to do something like that and you refuse to do it, oh, you're not on the same page. We're we 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 can't we can't do anything with him. But the those guys out there in Miami played extremely hard for yep. Coach Flores all three years. All three. I'm talking about we we talked about it candidly on the show because Miami's your team. Yeah, they, I like the job that Flores. They've did. never had a quarterback. Yeah, well, at least in a, a quarterback's league. <laughs> Uh-huh. Brian Flores wanted to get Deshaun Watts, whatever. Like, so if you're constantly saying, hey, this will be an upgrade, this can help us, whenever the situation is, when it works itself out, when he hits the field for us, this is an immediate upgrade, and no one's listening, and then they tell you to tank games. Right. You're like, well, wait, what? What's, I'm here to win. I'm here to win and get the best out of my team that I can and when you don't comply with with, with those orders, oh, he's, he, we, we can't man, he, he's unmanageable. Well, yeah, listen, I think that Flores is getting a raw deal in many ways. I think first getting fired from Miami, he had winning seasons the last two years without a top without 10, a top 15 quarterback. Like, there are a lot of teams. Look, the Dolphins won 10 games two years ago. Right, so heading into this past season, they had high expectations. They get off to a terrible start, one and seven. A lot of teams were just thrown in the towel, and the Dolphins didn't. They played hard the whole time. They go on a seven-game win streak. They all of a sudden are in playoff contention. So no one can question how hard the Dolphins played under Flores, and that speaks to his ability to motivate a team and, and so keep what do them you locked for? in. Right. So yeah. what? 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 It's obviously. I mean, what he was able to do with that team, that's not the reason he was fired. I mean, because it can't be, because you don't be like, okay, well, I mean, we're pretty much a dumpster fire over here, and he still managed to make us contenders. Right. I think it speaks more to ownership and management than it does to Flores. The fact that they ran him out of town. And look, we've, we've seen this before. I've mentioned it with the St. Louis Cardinals. Right, It's not a race thing where Mike Schilt, he was a NL Manager of the Year candidate. They won a bunch of games. They went on this hot streak, got into the playoffs, gave the Dodgers a tough time. And he's out of a job the next thing you knew, and it was philosophical differences. We've seen this with Jim Harbaugh with the 49ers. The 49ers wanted to run him out of town. Out of four years, he made the NFC title game three times in a row. They had a Super Bowl appearance. But because Jim Harbaugh is... Maybe a little rough around the edges, or he's not the easiest to get along with. The Niners wanted to run him out of town. But, this happened before other play- people have gotten raw deals. But as well. we know that the, the 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 difference is, and and this is when the race comes into play. Jim Harbaugh is gonna get. We know he's gonna get another job. 
He any job he wants. We know that. We know he that the Vikings for, job. we know it for a fact that he can get another job. If he wants to come back to the NFL, he can come back to the NFL. We know that. A Michigan top ten school, whatever whatever that is, we know that. The disparity and, and the job opportunities for African American coaches are so small. Yeah. That, and that needs to change. I'm with you on that. But that's the point, right? Like, yeah, Jim Harbaugh can rub people the wrong way, but that doesn't matter because we know he'll be able to get a job. Someone of color rubs someone the wrong Look, you can sigh and you can do that if you want to be, but the fact of the matter is that when you look at some of the practices and some of the things that have gone on in the NFL, just because – the players are African-American and they make a bunch of money doesn't mean that there isn't racism within the organizations. And I'll, and, and I'll do you one even more, right? The NFL just came out at, at, and admitted not too long ago that there was a racial bias when it came to diagnosing players with brain injuries or the wonderlicks, all of these things. There was a racial bias to them. Right, like there's, there, there's so many things like that no one would ever think about or never, never even know about because they wouldn't, they didn't come out. But this has been going on for decades. Okay, listen, the reason I'm sighing is because it turns into Jim Harbaugh can get a job whenever he wants. He was just with the Vikings, and they said no thanks. Like there are plenty of teams, despite Jim Harbaugh having a 44-19 and one record three NFC title game appearances in his four years in the NFL. There are many teams that won't even interview the guy because they don't think that he can get along with people, right? So, like, this idea of Jim Harbaugh can just get whatever he wants. No, he can't. That's just not true. And and I don't want you to just hyper-focus on just Jim Harbaugh. I'm just talking about white applicants, black applicants in general. Right, uh, David Culley, the uh, the Texans. Uh, Texans head coach yeah. who got fired after a year, right, wasn't a a, a, a coordinator twenty seven years, twenty seven years. The thing is, when you become an assistant and you stay that for so long, then people, the narrative for us is, oh, he he's not ready to 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 run a team. But the opportunities to run a team are very few and far in between. So mm-hmm. you get caught up in this vicious cycle of I'm doing something you love, wanting an opportunity, and it's just not coming for you. So you stay on this wheel. You stay on this wheel. You stay on this wheel. We're watching Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. He's on this wheel. He's, well, he's he, on this wheel. He's running on this wheel. Look, and right? this has happened. Dennis Green. Who was Denny Green? A really good NFL head Tremendous coach. Tremendous head coach. He had a chapter in a book he wrote, I believe, called Ghost Chasing. And he got to a point where he's being interviewed for jobs, interviewed for jobs, and it would never come. It just felt like he was chasing something that would never happen. And it was long overdue that Dennis Green got an opportunity. It's happened. There have been many instances. I, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna bury my head in the sand and be like, there's not a racial component at all to any of this stuff. Of course there is. We'd have more than one black head coach if if that wasn't the case, you know? But uh I just can't chalk up everything to It's not everything. It's, it's enough though. Yeah. It's enough. 
the the lack of hiring of African Americans at GMs and and coaches that's a race that's a, that's a racial problem. It is. I it, it's more 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 than enough qualified candidates. It just doesn't happen. Look at all the coach. No coaches of color have been hired. Let me uh, as let we're me going s- through the as we're going through the lawsuit. Like mm-hmm. no team was just like, well, let, well, I don't want to be involved. So let me let me just get one. Right, nothing. I swear, and this isn't to you know. I swear the NFL, they must be hitting up the Saints like, hey, the enemy, huh? Like, what do you think? And, what and, do you think about it? And people are pointing out Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell it, it's not his It's fault. not him. Yeah, it's Roger Goodell doesn't hire anybody. I know. This is an ownership thing. He came this out is- up, uh, uh, and spoke uh, about the disparity and, 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 and that something needs to change. Right. If it were up to him, he would change it. Of it's course. Just, he's... But he he has a Roger Goodell has a boss. I know the only people who don't work for anyone are the owners. That's right. That's right. And they're the ultimate decision makers. There's no doubt about it. All right, plenty more to get to. Uh, top of the hour, I want to get to uh, you know something that seems more sinister than it actually is. But let's sh- shift gears on this. I, I don't know why it's hard for some people to come to a realization about this specific player. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brian Noni from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. A little bit of excitement. LeBron's back, right? Missed, what, five games in a row? But back with that from that knee injury and right out of the gate, Knicks led 9-0. <laughs> like the- now they're up 19-6. to six. Yeah, first minute and a half and... Uh, it didn't go great, but uh, yeah, we're at nineteen to six right now. I mean, these dudes very are, early going. These very dudes early. at home though. Like I'm like, like yeah. are they that old to where they don't even get up for games anymore? <laughs> like I'm like, what is going on, man? You playing basketball? They just letting this fast breaks, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, wide open shots. Where's where's the defense? It's not pretty. It's disappointing, man. It's it's really hard to watch. It bothers me. It really does. It's been, it's been a trying season as a Laker fan. I can tell. I know. It's it's been stressful. I mean, no yeah, doubt about it's, that. These guys are wide open. It's like the effort. Now, I know that you've done some fill-in shows with both Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Mm-hmm. Great dudes. Absolutely awesome guys. And iHeartRadio puts together a newsletter. So they'll compile some clips from the various shows. And so this was on Thursday, I believe, on The Odd Couple, Chris and Rob were talking about, is Brady the best football player of all time? And it's just a little snippet of that conversation. Check this out. It's hard for me to look at a quarterback and honestly say he's the greatest football player who ever played. It just is. It's a tough call. And I have a hard time saying Tom Brady is the best football player. Tom Brady is the best football player by 10 miles. Like, nobody has impacted winning more than Tom Brady has. He's got all the individual accolades, all the team success. I I don't know what else you need to know. He's been the best player at the most important position 
And I don't know why there's such pushback and reluctance to say he's the best uh, football player of all time. Because when you talk about football player, it's um, you're talking about something more than just passing the football, right? Or uh, catching the football or running the football. You're talking about the toughness and, and, and all of those things. And, and normally, guys who don't get hit or touched, it, it's hard for people to give them those accolades. Like you, you'll say – like Jerry Rice is, is 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 in the argument of our conversation mm-hmm. of, of one the, the greatest football player Jim Brown, right, right Lawrence Taylor Lawrence Taylor sure, right the we haven't mentioned the quarterback yet. You get what I'm saying? So like you know when you when you're talking about the greatest football player and it's been great quarterbacks in every era. Tom Brady's done something no one's ever do and no one has done prior to him, right. But when you're talking about football player, you're not just talking about the quarterback position because they're kind of like their their own bubble, right? <laughs> Rem- remember when the uh, uh, there was a players' union and it was a quarterbacks club? Yes, you might be yeah. too young to. No, to I remember. do remember that. Yeah, like all the John top, Elway, yes. Dan Marino. Yeah, like the quarterbacks were literally undermining. Every other position and player in the NFL. There was some video game type stuff, too, where yeah. the quarterbacks had their own thing So going they would on. do yeah. their own deal separate from everyone else on 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 the field. And it was called, the, you know, the quarterbacks club or, or, or whatever it, it was called. And the players had the players union. So there's always been a division of 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 play. Right, quarterbacks are even more valuable now mm-hmm. because of the rules, the passing, all of these things. So when you're asking people their opinion on who the greatest football player is, then the reticent, to, the the hesitant, I should say, to put a quarterback in that spot is there because when you talk about football, you 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 think about more than just passing the ball. You get what you you understand that? Like I, I, I understand guess that's what the, you're saying. The best way I can d- I, des- describe it. I mean, look, here's how I think of it. I compare it to the NFL draft, where it's whoever, right? You got quarterbacks, you got left tackles, you got everything under the sun that's available in the NFL draft. It's up to you to prioritize what's going to bring you the most value, who's going to help your team the most, right? So that's how I look at it. If we're thinking about all-time players, I don't think of quarterbacks as some different category. Like I look at all players together, and we're saying, who is the most valuable? Who has impacted wins and losses the most based on what they've done on a football field? It's Tom Brady. I don't care that he didn't run a 4-4-40 or bench press 550. I don't care. He's impacted winning the most. He's easily the best football player of all time. Not easily. Easily. I understand your argument, but not easily. Oh. It's not as sinister as it might seem. That's on the way. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, yes. Happy Saturday evening to you. Hope you're having a fantastic day. You know, the truth, big man, you mentioned this at the very beginning of the show where you were watching the AFC championship game last week with your brother. You might have seen them both. I'm not sure, but I, for I sure. I saw both. You did see both. You were watching the Bengals and the Chiefs, and your brother leaned over at one moment and said, we got action. Now, that is your catchphrase here on the show that we do together. It's been this way for years. Was this an Ephraim Salam original saying, or did it come from your brother? I need to know this. It came from me, man. It did. Of course. Okay. So is this younger bro, little bro? No, it's my older brother. Older brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Older bro is mimicking his younger brother. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Good to know, man. Good. To, I had to know that. I just had to know. We've got action, baby. Yeah. That's all me. By the way, are we going to have action in this Lakers game tonight? Trailing uh, by goodness. 18 in the early going in the first quarter? I hope we get action. I, I just, you know, you let a sh- team shoot almost 80% then you get what you get, man. You know, I got to ask you real fast. Uh, we'll get to Jim Harbaugh. You can't trust this guy at all. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, what drives you craziest in basketball? I know there are a couple of things, right? You hate turnovers. You hate a fast break that fast break that turns into a three-point attempt when it's like three-on-one. That drives you crazy. Is there anything else on the list? Just shoddy defense that drives you crazy? Yeah, effort. Effort. I can't take it because you can't yeah. play it without effort. So, it, you know, the lack of effort, on the especially on the defensive end, it's just unbearable. Yeah. It's unbearable. One minor thing that I dislike, I dislike the T-shirt underneath the jersey. <laughs> yeah, I never was that T-shirt guy. <laughs> like, Anthony Davis looks kind of cool. Not everybody can pull that off, you know? Some people don't look as cool as AD with the. Uh, he's kind of got the the dry fit, yeah, kind of right. like it's, the yeah Under Armour stretchy yeah, the, thing the, going on, the, like the Stanley uh, Johnson. Yeah, no, the floppy t-shirt, the floppy like T-shirt the, looks freaking terrible. Oh, it looks bad. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's not at all. Not we at weren't all. allowed in high school. We weren't allowed to to wear those. Uh, the floppy T-shirts. The T-shirts under our our jerseys. Yeah, I'm glad it was outlawed. They're like, no, we're not doing that. They're like, that bad. makes zero sense. It's yeah. Playing basketball, it's bad. By the way, our guy Jim Harbaugh over here, he interviewed for the Vikings job, wasn't offered the gig, and now he comes back to Michigan, and it is straight damage control over here. And he's like, that was a one time thing. Not interested in the NFL anymore. <laughs> it's like that's what he has to do for recruiting purposes. I don't know anyone with half a brain that would believe that, though. No. Why would you ever believe that from Harbaugh? I, I don't know. I, I mean, 
I, I really don't. You know, he, it's going to be what it's going to be. He's going, if another opportunity arises, he'll be on that opportunity as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the Michigan, they weren't going to win any recruiting wars anyway. It's crazy, too, because, man, these coaches, it was just after the Georgia loss in the college football playoff. You'll remember this. Jim Harbaugh was like, oh, this is the beginning. This doesn't feel like the end. This feels like we're just getting started over here. And then the next thing you know, he's, he's interviewing for the Vikings gig and reportedly telling some Michigan recruits like, hey, man, if it's offered, I'm I'm outie. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. And and now he didn't get the job and it's damage control because he knows he knows the ball game. Hey, if you're one of these other Big Ten head coaches, how could you not tell a recruit? Why would you go to Michigan? This dude's going to bounce any time now, you know? So Jim Harbaugh, he's just trying to, to fix his own mess here. Are you surprised that the Vikings didn't offer him the gig? Um, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, uh, I thought for sure that they would, you know, offer him the gig. I, I thought, you know, maybe the Raiders. Hmm. Um. But you know, if you know who's left, uh, what teams are left? We got the Saints, Saints Texans, and, and Dolphins. Texans. If the Saints. You know, went to Jim Harbaugh and said, we want you. I'm pretty sure you take it. <laughs> That's right. So. Imagine <laughs> Harbaugh like, nope. What is it? Uh, Jerry Maguire, where the dad says, my my word is as solid as oak or something <laughs> like that, right? You think Harbaugh's going to be like, nope, I said it was a one-time thing. Sorry, Saints. Can't be your head football coach. <laughs> There's no chance that would happen. No, he's he's gonna get back to he's gonna get back to the to the NFL. What do you think the timeline is? What I, do you think I, I don't know. Back in there? I, I think uh, it's, it's as soon as next year. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think um, I think what he accomplished at Michigan. I don't I don't know if he'll be able to duplicate that again. Yeah, his name was hot after a college football playoff berth. Yeah, I, I don't know. think he'll be able to duplicate that. I don't see him beating Ohio State regularly. I don't see him, you know, playing in the conference championship every year. Like they still haven't answered the quarterback position uh situation. So this was kind of like the the one chance. Mhm. And I thought for sure I'm well, I'm sure he would have left if it was offered to him. Still maybe offered to him. Yeah. I, I think that ship has sailed at least this year. But we'll see what happens going forward with Harbaugh. You never know, man. NFL. I mean, what is you know what, what I think is weird is that the Vikings have to wait until after the Super Bowl to name Kevin O'Connell their head coach. Like, that's the report is they're zeroing in on him. He's the Rams offensive coordinator. Of course, it's another team that wants the magical Sean McVay fairy dust sprinkled on their franchise, right? Um, But I don't understand why the Vikings would have to wait until after the Super Bowl. What's up with that? Why couldn't they just, they've already interviewed the guy. Why can't they name him the head coach? Why do they have to wait until after the Super Bowl? I don't think they want to cause any distractions. I I think that's, I mean, I think that's the right thing to do. But it's not up to them. Like, they have to do this. They can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I think... uh, that's the right thing to do in terms of protocol and all of that. I mean, to get the Super Bowl is too big to be worried about something else. That's just right. Because when me. you get named that head coach, your responsibilities start. 
They start. And, uh, yeah. you, you know, right? Like, so you, the head coach, you can't be preparing for the game plan and doing this, and then you worried about your staff. You, you got to start hiring your staff. Well, look at Dan Lanning at Georgia. He was the defensive coordinator. He accepted the job at Oregon. And that's before the college football playoff, right? They're, then they're taking on Michigan. Then they're facing Alabama in the national championship game. I mean, what's the harm? What's the problem with I think it's a disservice to a a coordinator, whether it's uh, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator with the Rams, or Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator with the same team, the Rams. If it's anybody from the Bengals staff, I think it's a disservice to those coordinators who might be hot head coaching candidates where they can't be named a head coach until after the Super Bowl. Why are they at a disadvantage? And, like, did the Vikings just call dibs? What if the Saints come swooping in and they're like, we want Kevin O'Connell, and they offer him something more? Like, I just, I don't think it's right for the coordinators or the head coaching candidates that they can't be named until a later date. All's fair. (laughs) Yeah, man. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if some other team just swooped in and said, no, we want this guy? Why not? Um. The one thing I mentioned, I want to run something at you, big man. Just see how, uh, see what you think about this. Because I mentioned that sometimes things aren't as sinister as they might appear to be. It's a passing thought I had. You tell me if there's any logic to it or you think it's fair or not. So I was thinking about Jim Harbaugh, right? He interviews with the Vikings, doesn't get the job. And for the most part, it's just just a collective shoulder shrug, like, eh, I, I guess they didn't offer him the gig. But what's the reaction if Jim Harbaugh, same scenario unfolds, but he's not a white guy, he's a black guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's taken much differently. And all of a sudden, a guy that made it to the NFC Championship game three times, his head coaching record in the NFL is 44-19-1. He's made every team better whether it's the Niners it's San Diego Stanford Michigan every team has been better under Jim Harbaugh and oh by the way he doesn't get the gig and the Vikings are zeroing in on Kevin O'Connell who (laughs) happens to be white has never been a head coach never been a play caller people would be going freaking crazy right now and the only point I'm making is sometimes we get off and running saying this is racism, and this is trying to keep power away from... And in the case of Jim Harbaugh, in reality, he's a white guy, and we just shrug our shoulders, and it's like, oh, it's it's something other than race. Is that at least a fair way to no. look at the situation? No, because Jim Harbaugh hasn't had to have to wait or be passed over or... Like it's the journey. You're we're you're trying to zero in on the now. It's the journey, right? What African American coaches and coordinators have to go through to get the opportunity. That's the problem. That's fair. It's easy to be to to, to fast forward to the end. Like, whoa, it's happening to him too. And no, right. it's the journey. Like I just said, David Culley was for twenty seven years. But you, what, you, don't, but you don't think he wanted to be a head coach at any moment sure. in those twenty seven years? But the common tie in is this: sometimes things aren't as sinister as they seem to be, and sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. Not every freaking time, though. That's the problem I have with 
if we're just in the Flores lawsuit saying the NFL is rife with racism. Yeah, but, it's like, what? But, but, but history, and, and, like, we we can't ignore the, the things that have transpired. Right. Right? They, listen, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm hearing They've you. denied retired players who are African-American benefits based on a skewed baseline assessment that they, they admitted to doing that. That is a problem. That is racist. That is part of what the, the NFL did that. Not no not anyone else. There was no uh, there was no outside entity that came in and did that. Right? Okay. So that there that's a problem. So justice that's just another thing. Right? That's just another thing that that stacks up with the other okay things okay so it's not out of the blue it's not like uh, you call them racist out of the blue people uh, people a lot of people get confused when you see racism they think slavery they think slavery they no. think poverty they think being beaten that's not what we're talking about right, right. of course they're going to pay the players of course they are but you got to remember there was a notion in the NFL that a black quarterback couldn't get you to the Super Bowl because they didn't have leadership abilities. Right. This, or th- we didn't make it. It was like, we, like the, the position was too advanced. We didn't was make this up. Yeah. It they give you a thing. standardized test called the Wonderlick test that is completely racially. Imbi- uh, uh, it's, imbi- it's no longer I, I, it's not I, a thing anymore. Right. But you had to take that test to get into the league. And if you didn't do well on it, you were considered dumb or ignorant or not smart enough. Those were the standards that they were measuring players by. Okay, but we're so far away from we're not, what I even we're brought not, up. Like, How far from, from okay. all of that are we? We're, we're talking is, about it now. Right, this is the only point I'm making. Sometimes things appear to be way more sinister than they actually are. You know as well as I do, if Harbaugh is a black guy and gets bypassed by the Vikings, it's a completely different conversation. And, and that's right, what I'm saying. Rightfully I'm black, so. It, Brian, okay. that's the point. Okay. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Right. It is a different conversation. It is a different because conversation. Because there's a history of right. that conversation. Okay. Fair, fair. But it appears to be, this is textbook racism. And the way it actually played out with Harbaugh, it wasn't about race. Because he's a white man. It wasn't man. about that. He's a yeah. white man. That's why it wasn't about right. race. Because but that's he's what white. I'm saying is sometimes we're off and running thinking this is another instance of racism, and it's actually not. Like Doug Peterson getting hired by the Jaguars. Some people would think that's racism. It's not. Like sometimes it's not the case. And the only reason I am emphasizing this is that's damaging when things truly are racist. I don't want the reaction to be like, here we go again, when it actually is textbook racism. Does the NFL have a a, a diversity Absolutely. problem in hiring? No doubt about it. Have they had shown a history of doing things that were completely out of pocket when it came to African Americans? Yes, absolutely. So why wouldn't this <laughs> Why wouldn't this be about race and, again? And again, any of that stuff? Do you all think of that, that stuff it was, was just uh, like here? I'll give you an example of the Broncos around the corner. Okay, 
Because there are a couple of things outside of race that were no doubt considered when they were making the hire that they made. So we'll dive into that uh, right around the corner. Brian No, Ephraim Salam with you. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. I think it's appropriate... Bumper music by Don Brown uh, right there, right? Fantastic by Don Brown. <laughs> that's right, that's um, right. Some public enemy fight the power uh, there. Yeah, because that's what we in here doing, fighting yeah, the power. Yeah, some heavy conversations today, no doubt well, about Well, yeah, it. because these are the conversations they need to have. And, and I, I, when they pop up in sport, I'm, I'm happy that we get to do it on our, our, our show because I think it's important for people to understand, like, no one likes – no one likes to be identified or, you know, blatantly point to racism because it's such a stain on this country and, and it has such an effect on so many people. Um, but when it happens, the people who've experienced racism can see it. They, they can see it and they understand it and they know what it looks like. And they spend a lot of time trying to explain to people who may not be able to see it what it looks like and what it feels like. So that's when the the back and forth happen. But if you've ever experienced racism to an extent to where oh you know it immediately, then yeah you you I'm I'm telling you, you can just spot it. You be like, oh yeah okay that's it oh nope that's not it. Oh, well, that's it. Like because you've been you've been conditioned by it happening to you or seeing it all the time. Okay. If we dive into the Broncos situation, is this just pure unadulterated racism why they went with Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach? I mean, let's really no. dive into it if we're diving into no, it. No, but what we're, we're not saying the hire itself is racism. We're saying the process to the hiring, right? The process to the hiring has, has always been in question. Therefore, they put in a Rooney rule to combat that. The Rooney rule is just a posture because teams don't have to do anything according to Bill Belichick's congratulation uh, to the wrong Brian prior <laughs> to the African-American candidate being even interviewed three days before the job was already gone. But they were still going to interview him because of the Rooney rule. So 
the process is flawed. We're not saying the Denver Broncos are, are racist because they hired the coach. That's that's too simple. Mm-hmm. That's easy. You can point to that. Oh, that's and racist. That, and that would be wrong, by the way. But, but but what I'm saying is you're so worried about being right and wrong. I'm trying to break down the system that was built, right, with a, a, a racist intent to it. There's no lie there. We just gone over things that in the in the history of this league have been said about African Americans and what they can and can't do. So I, that's I'm not arguing that oh that one higher or that higher oh those are all racist. I'm saying the totality of the process of giving African Americans qualified African Americans an opportunity to coach teams. That's where the racist the racism is. But that's the thing that I keep pointing to is it seems to be this blanket statement of, oh, man, it's the process is racist. It's like, okay, then if we break it down team by team, wouldn't you be able to point to on a team by team basis and be like, well, here's another instance of racism. Again, if the whole process is racist, then why can't we then break it down on a team level and be like, okay, the Broncos, they went with Nathaniel Hackett. Is there anything more beyond race at play here? Because, well, certainly there is. Because there, there hasn't been a true admitting to the problem, right? They tried to placate it by putting in the Rooney Rule. It was like, okay, there's something here, right? There, 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 there's something here, mm-hmm. right? Brian Flores came out and said, oh, no. There's a real problem here. Hugh Jackson came out and said, oh, yeah, there's a huge problem here. Other coaches, hopefully, will come out and say, oh, there's a huge problem here. Will will we look at it then and be like, oh, there's a huge problem here? I mean, listen, first things first, just because they say it doesn't mean it's gospel. Like, here's the thing. If you look at the Giants opening, the Giants had their sights set on Brian Dable. Okay. He had a lot of success with Buffalo. Josh Allen has had a lot of success the last couple of years. Brian Dable has something to do with that success. The Giants, they want Daniel Jones. It's a reclamation project, but they're hoping to salvage any type of value out of Daniel Jones as possible. They think Brian Dable is the guy for the job. Is that just sheer racism? No, it's not. I think that Brian Flores got a raw deal in Miami. Totally raw deal. I think he should still be the head coach. But just because the Giants had their sights set on Brian Dable, it doesn't mean the NFL is rife with racism. The Sorry. NFL is rife with racism. We, we that's not it. We, we're not. We shouldn't be arguing that because I just gave you examples. They're, they're examples. I, I, I mean, this is. Right, we can go back to the Kaepernick thing. Guess what the NFL did? They apologized. They really apologized. Right? They apologized. We we should have took it serious. We didn't. Right. You're looking at, and I understand it. And I'm looking at the. You're I'm, look, at I'm looking this, at everything. I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at everything. When you say when you say rife with racism, you're not just talking about the coaching uh, hiring process. 
That's what you're fixated that's what, on. No, no, no. That's no. what he's saying. Right. That's what in Brian Flores he said. The NFL is rife with racism. Right. He didn't Particularly say, when it comes to the hiring and retention of black head coaches, coordinators, absolute, and general managers. Absolutely. And when I point out things that the NFL have done that have been disparaging to, to African Americans, that is also part of it. They're admitting these things. It just, things are just coming out this year okay. about right. how they viewed African Americans and how they treated them different than white players. Okay, but what can is we that stick called? Stick with head coaches for a minute. Okay, right? Like okay, how we, we could just stick did with, we could stick with head coaches? I, how many, right, many African American head coaches are are there in the NFL? There's one guy. Okay, and is that's that, a joke. Does that seem? Like there's a, there's a problem. We've there. covered this already. Okay, yes. Okay. So when, I'm not. I'm. I'm a, uh, since racism is the trigger word, I'm gonna take that out of it. Okay. All and right. I, so and I'm just gonna use. Oh, well, there's a problem there. Okay. Great. How well, about let's that? focus does that, does in that, on that, the Denver Broncos. Does that make it, it feel better? Though? Chalk it up to oh, it's rife with racism. Okay. Really? Is it? So let's look at the Broncos here. Why did they go with Nathaniel Hackett? Because the well, GM a had a relationship with him. Go ahead. Is that the only reason? Go ahead. I, I'm just, is that the only reason? That's what I'm saying. Or, or, or did I, he have success with the Packers? Did the do the Broncos have has dreams Eric, of has having Eric, Aaron Rodgers as their Eric head coach? Has Eric enemy had more or less success with the Kansas City Chiefs He's had plenty of success. Nathaniel Hackett. Here, here's something else to How consider. How long has Nathaniel Hackett been an offensive I, I, coordinator? I know you, you want to chalk everything up to racism, but but I, I'm consider not ch- this. Consider Brian, this. Brian, wait, hold on. Time out. Pause, man. Hold on one second. I'm not going to let you sit here on the radio and tell me I'm chalking everything up to racism. All I'm trying to do to you is explain what it's like to be African-American and passed over in situations. That's all I'm trying to do, right? I am not trying to fight with you. I'm not trying to make up a situation or the man, the, 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 the people who are involved in the situation are saying what their experiences are. You can't tell me as an African-American man in this country, if I'm telling you an experience and I'm telling you what I feel, you can't tell me, oh, that's not racist. You see what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not talking about your experience. I'm, I'm just using me as an example. I'm talking about Brian Flores and what he's saying has happened to him. He even talked about Brian Dable as a good head coach. He is a good do head a good coach. Job with the He's Giants. a great head coach. We all know that. Remember, I said okay. when Brian Dable was up for a, a coaching, I said, I, "Don't take it now. Get one more year. Josh Allen should give you some of his salary to keep you one more year." Right? We knew he was on that trajectory. How long has Brian Dable been the head, the the, the office of coordinator, in 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 Buffalo? A couple of years. Two years, right? And those are the last two years that Josh Allen actually looked great. And guess he's a head coach now. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is Byron Leftwich, uh, Eric Bieniemy, and a host of other offensive and defensive coordinators with better resumes who are African-American uh-huh. don't get opportunities okay. there's, that there's a reason. fast. There's a reason other than race, with the Broncos in particular, that you got to consider. And I'll tell you about it coming up here, but we're a little bit late with our our guy, a friend of America. And this man, you talk about patience. He's like, you know what? No problem, guys. I know. I understand. I get it. You guys are having a discussion here. Right. No problem. 
It's all right. He's the cool, calm, and collected Mr. Steve DeSager. Because I know what you do not want to discuss right now is how the Lakers are looking tonight. I do not. that is just flat awful. I mean, they're going up against the New York Knicks, for crying out loud. And LeBron James is back in the lineup tonight for L.A. After the knee kept him out the last five games. Lakers down 11 nothing early. They give up 42 points in the first quarter. And now, and there's still over three minutes left in the first half. It's Knicks 62-45 over the Lakers. L.A. from three-point range, 2 of 14. LeBron James has nine points in 12 minutes on the court. There are a couple games starting up in a half an hour, including Milwaukee at Portland. Milwaukee and Cleveland a game and a half out in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat now tied for first in the East with Idle Chicago. The Heat pulled away for a 104-86 win at Charlotte. Miami outscored them in the third quarter, 35-8. Phoenix's record, 42-10. They won at Washington, 95-80. The Suns, first place in the Western Conference, now two and a half games up on idle Golden State and Memphis won again a 20-point win at Orlando 135-115 John Morant scored 33 points in college basketball number one ranked Auburn needed a late layup to win at Georgia 74-72 fifth ranked Kentucky leads 41-35 at Alabama early in the second half Purdue and Wisconsin with wins number seven Arizona beat USC top 10 matchup at Kansas was dominated by the Jayhawks they're now a game and a half up in the Big 12 Conference after whipping number eight ranked Baylor 83 to 59 ninth ranked Duke had no problem winning at North Carolina 87 to 67 Villanova beat Connecticut Rutgers upset number 13 Michigan State DePaul had been one and nine in conference but won at 21st ranked Xavier 69 65 by the way in the Big East Georgetown is dead last at 0 and 9 and Vanderbilt beat number 25 LSU 75 66 LSU somehow still ranked this week has lost six of its last Last seven games in Las Vegas tomorrow is the NFL's Pro Bowl in Las Vegas today was the NHL's all-star game just on the other side of the freeway the Metro division won the finale and Philadelphia's Claude Giroux was game MVP at the Winter Olympics U.S. women's hockey shut out Russia this morning five nothing starting up in about a half an hour is the men's downhill and NASCAR opens tomorrow on Fox TV inside the LA Coliseum with the clash 6 p.m eastern time they have constructed an asphalt racetrack over the football field and borrowed from a couple of other southern california tracks their catch fences walls safer barriers for this unique event on fox 6 p.m eastern tomorrow back to you it's a cool setting it's a quarter mile track yeah compare that to daytona where this race usually is (laughs) daytona's like two and a half miles for a lap yeah you're turning left constantly there, man. That's crazy. Brian Noah and Ephraim Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. One thing I'll throw your way, big man. When it comes to Eric Bieniemy, the guy should have had a job by now. But when it comes to the Broncos specifically, you got to keep this in mind. The Chiefs would get a pair of third-round picks if Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching job anywhere in the NFL. So if you're the Denver Broncos, why would you want the Chiefs to get a pair of third-round picks when you're facing them in your own division? That's something else that you got to consider here that goes beyond race. That's similar to the Rooney rule, where it's a rule that has good intentions, but sometimes a bad outcome. The Chiefs, Travis Kelsey is a third-round pick, right? Like, if you're the Broncos, you're already trailing the Chiefs in the division, and if you hire Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs get a pair of third-round picks? 
those those picks could be good players. Those picks could haunt you for years. You have to be absolutely and utterly convinced that Eric Bieniemy is far and away the best candidate for the job to hire him there. That's all I'm saying is sometimes these hires involve way more than just race. So it's too simplistic to just chalk it up to here we go with the racism thing again. There's nothing simple about Brian Flores' lawsuit and the conversations that are coming from that lawsuit. This is anything but simple. This man has put his whole career, the thing he was put on the planet to do, which is coach, and he's good at it. He's probably never going to coach again in the NFL. <laughs> right? So this is this is anything but simple. He sacrificed his livelihood, his family's livelihood, to make a point. And for for some to not take that serious is insulting to him and what he's trying to get accomplished. And I'm not going to sit here and stand for it because it's it's not right. It's not right. Okay, my bad. The Broncos are racists. Like, I didn't say that. Else to con- like, what are we you're doing too, here? You're too simple, Brian. You're too simple. The fact that you're not acknowledging it and you're trying to make it one by one case, right? Like the Broncos hire. Go oh, team by team. The, uh, all it's, these. It's not, it, I'm, I'm talking about all of it. How many, how many African-American owners do we have? None. How many African-American head coaches do we have? One. How many African-American GMs do we have? I, I don't know four, the number. I think six. Six, maybe? four. Po- I'm not positive about that number. Right. Is there something... Do those numbers seem right to you? No, they don't. We've been through this time and time again. Okay, so why are we still even talking about it? Because, again, like, it's this blanket statement it's of not a blanket it is right statement. with racism. And then it's like, okay, let's break it down team by team. And is there anything, Is there are there any other reasons other than Josh McDaniels being a white guy, why the Raiders decided to hire him? Of course there are. Are there any other reasons why the Giants... Other than Brian Dayball let, being white, why they hired the guy? Yeah, of course. So let, let me it's ask just you this. weird to me when we break it down team by team, how all of a sudden the conversation just differs and we're moving the goalposts in a different uh, direction. No one's moving the goalposts. Let me ask you this. Josh McDaniels had a head coaching job at Denver. It was terrible, right? He was, Awful. Yes. He gets another head coaching job at Indianapolis, right? Yeah, he for a day. He quit on them, <laughs> literally Yeah, quit on them. He gets another. This is his third head coaching job. I'm just going to ask you this. If Josh McDaniels was African-American, is he, does he have his third head coaching job? <clears throat> Giving what he what happened, taking a job and quitting. That, it, it doesn't, it won't happen, B. And, 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 and for you to say, oh, well, that's speculation. No, man, it, it, I'm talking about history. Mm-hmm. African-Americans can't, especially in coaching and in high level, you, we, it's very Few, we a very, very, very small threshold for missteps. Everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And 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 you want to talk about moving the goalposts? It used to just be wins and losses. Well, now we got Brian Flores, and in the last two years, he's got more wins than losses. So now it moved to, oh well, he's he's it's hard to manage. Hey, listen, I'm. I definitely don't think he should have been fired. I think he's gotten a raw deal in many instances. I would not argue against that. 
Uh, the only thing I'm arguing against is, like, listen, man, sometimes it, uh, things appear to be way more sinister than they actually are. That's the only thing I'm saying. Uh, on a case-by-case basis, all right? I, I wouldn't just simply chalk everything up to, oh, this is clearly racism again at its finest. Like, I just don't look at it that way. And I think reasonable minds can disagree. That doesn't mean that I'm not hearing him or I'm just, like, rolling my eyes like, that's all garbage. Like, I think there is some truth absolutely to what he's saying, but I'm not going to chalk up every hire to here we go again with the NFL being rife with racism. Well, nobody said every hire, but if there are practices in place that would limit a certain group of people, that would be considered racism. Practices in place. Yes. Like what? What is there a fraternity of... Like we're uh, only oh, hiring yeah, uh, white a fraternity of of really rich white old men. <laughs> that, look at look at the Raiders what, what by the way. Look the at case. that organization where if we're looking at it from the racism point of view, they hired Art Shell. They've had a black head coach before. Yeah, they did. Right? So we're just focusing on that's well, like you, a white guy. That's like you saying your best best friend is white or uh, black. Right? Okay. My yeah. my brother in law is black. I'm not right. Yeah. I, that, that's what that equates to. Okay. That's me. Cool. I'm look. I'm just telling you what it sounds like, right? The people listening, they'll let you know. All you gotta do is to tune on. They will. They'll know. They'll let you know exactly what it sounds like on their end, right? Cool. That's that's a great thing about you know social media and and doing live shows. You really get to know right away what what. So you know when we off the show and we going about our business tonight, you can peruse some of Twitter and 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 cool. and, and, and I'll all get of on that it right away. And then you know you you'll see. I, I mean. You know. All right. All right. We got to get to this. Coming up next, I think it's a good gig. Uh, I don't know if anybody agrees, but we'll dive into it. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Brian No, He's Z from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Peterson, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think it's a great opportunity for the guy. I don't know what you think about the Jacksonville job. I think it can be a, a Buffalo, Cincinnati type reclamation project over there. I think Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. I think it's a real opportunity. But uh, I'm curious what Doug Peterson does with that. I think it's that's a good hire by the organization. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Trevor Lawrence turns into. We'll see if. They can actually make good draft picks, but I think they have a real quarterback, and I think they have a real opportunity to be a uh, a Cincinnati slash Buffalo type team in the years to come. Uh, they gotta they gotta make huge leaps and bounds with their draft. The thing Cincinnati and the thing Buffalo did is they they made tremendous free agency acquisitions, which I, it's going to be hard for Jacksonville to do. But they they didn't strike out in the draft. They hit two, three years in a row. And that's the only way you can turn that around. You have to build it there because there's not going to be a lot of people going down to Jacksonville free agency. It just it doesn't work like that down there. 
I think uh, you give it three years. It's a playoff team within three years. You buy that? No, because I don't have confidence in them and on, on the aspects that they need to 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 take care of to to um to make that three year. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be able to do it by himself. I don't care how good we think he's going to be. We have zero idea how good he's going to be because we haven't seen anything from him. I hear you. It's just, man, it's crazy how quickly it can happen. You look at Cincinnati. They but were 2-14. The, but but look what they did. They hit. I know. And they hit three times in a row. Yeah, but they've had four pro bowlers over the last decade. Like, they've swung and missed on so many Until draft you don't. picks. Yeah. And they finally got it right. But you got to remember, Cincinnati had been going to the playoffs. They just couldn't win a playoff game. Yeah. Marvin right. Marvin it, Lewis had them going. They were going to the playoffs. That wasn't the pro- they couldn't win a yeah. game. I know. Had right. So they were they had years. had a, they had good teams to make it to the playoffs. Ten plus wins a year. They just couldn't make. They couldn't win a game. Yeah. So they they weren't as as far back as as one may seem because that notion of winning a playoff game for thir- having not winning one for thirty one years. That's the one we're talking about. Well, I go back to Buffalo, too. They didn't make the playoffs for 17 years. Yeah. They got the quarterback right, and they got the pieces around them yeah. uh, to get it done. But it started at the top. You got to have confidence in, 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 uh, in the people who are putting this together, and Jacksonville hasn't shown that ability to, to do that. By the way, how crazy is this? Cincinnati, 2-14 two years ago, and – they had 125 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl this year. Those are the same odds as the Lions. <laughs> they had the same odds as the Lions to be in the position that they're in right now. That's a crazy <clears throat> turnaround. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it starts at the top. It starts at the top. You got to get the right general in there, and then you got to get the right soldiers. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you're not going to win. Hey, happy Black History Month, everybody. Hey, you have a good evening, big man. Good luck to your purple and gold over there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.